There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. From high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium, here's Steve Scolari, Chris McSweeney, and Bob Herpin. Live at Harry Harvey Stadium for the final 12 minutes of this contest opening day 2009. Marple Newtown Tigers in complete control over Archbishop Ryan, 28 nothing. Bob Herbin here, play by play at the control of Steve Scaleri. Joining me for the fourth quarter, Chris McSweeney, and as always, overseeing the entire production, executive producer Jim Allsman. And on second down and four, it's a rushing play to Diaguardi. It's close to the first down. Yeah, they golic in there with the tackle number 27. Diaguardi was the beneficiary of a good spot earlier on the last drive. Oh, after a favorable spot, which gave him the first down, they drive it back about three quarters of a yard, so it's third and short for the Eagles in Raider territory at the 43-yard line. Johnson just basically has to fall over here for this first down. Well, we haven't actually seen him uh, really roll out and take it a traditional sneak here. We'll see what happens. And Duffy easily across the 40, across the 35, and down to the 34. Good tackle. Golick in there again on the Archbishop Bryan defense. Once again, when Duffy gets going, he is impossible to stop at times. Another easy eagle. Tigers first down make that. Yeah, they just keep moving Eagles are, moving the ball. Eagles are another nine days away. So forgive me for jumping the gun. If I saw Brian Westbrook there instead of Ryan Duffy. Ball spotted at the 34-yard line, first and 10 Tigers. Johnny Watkins split wide to left. He comes back to the ball. It is completed the 28-yard line, and Watkins is finally pushed out of bounds right there. Watkins takes the catch, and then Dom Vinciguerra on the tackle. First catch of the season for Watkins, who's been used as a wide man on about half a dozen plays already in this game. That's the first time... First reception, second time he's been thrown to. And he duly comes out of the game here for a different offensive set. Watkins looked good in all of the preseason games, so I expect to see more of him tonight. But when you're running the ball so well tonight, why not? Exactly. So this time it is Christiana split wide to the right. Johnson once again under center. He sells the fake, but this time it is a handoff to Ryan White. And he's actually dropped Maybe after a yard. Yeah, the best tackle of the day right there by Anthony Victor, number 31 of the Archbishop Ryan Instead of Raiders. Take the shortest route to the ball and arrive in ill humor. It was done. That was a good tackle right around the legs. Textbook tackle right there. So let's see if they gave him anything on that play. They didn't. As a matter of fact, it was a loss of two. 
No forward momentum whatsoever. So, ball to 38 once again. Third down and eight. You've got a man to the far side. Duffy is the lone setback. It's a handoff, fake to Duffy, but given to White, and he goes absolutely nowhere. He's driven backwards again. Yeah, number 56, Dan Oliveri there, right there on the ball, right on the tackler. Dropped at the 35-yard line, so that's one time where the fake was absolutely not bought by the Raiders' defense. Yeah, the first kind of back-to-back botch by the offense of the whole game, but if you get to the fourth quarter and you're up 28 points and that's your first back-to-back play, kind of no positive yardage, I think it's all right. So Billy Weaverling is on to punt. He's probably one of the loneliest starters out there. This is only his second punt of the afternoon. Yeah, I think they had to go find him. Second punt of the evening. He is back at the 50 at the ready. Feeling a fake here, Bob. Not with Weaverling. <laughs> he can nail it right into that coffin corner, and he does. It bounces at the 9 to the 5. <sighs> Kasarski, did he or did he not? Grabbed that before it went into the end zone for a touchback. He had it at the five and then chose to let, to, uh, let it bounce again. Well, they're conferring. Close. This is going to be inside the one-yard line if it is successful. Yeah. Touchback. And it is a touchback, unfortunately. Oh, Kosarski, he was right there. He had the eye right on that bounce. He was yeah. around the ball. It looked like he was about to envelop it. At the last second, though, it took a little move to the left. And they're ruling the Kasarski got it right on the goal line. Yeah, he was unlucky. Great position. He was right there. Great punt. But Excellent punt by Billy Weaverly. Yeah. Best, best of his two all season. <laughs> so the Ryan Raiders are back to it, searching for their first points of the contest. 8.26 remaining in this contest. Coaches might tell Kasarski that he's just kind of got to take it at the five and enjoy that. Instead of trying to get the one-yard line, but exactly, you can but afford to do stuff like that. Live, when live and learn, right? When you're exactly. up four touchdowns. So it is cave once again in shotgun formation. It's a botched handoff, Six. and then it's actually Mike Anuski. Mike Anuski, a quarterback. Sometimes it's tough to pick up a five and a six with these jerseys pulled so tightly around these players and on the far sideline. He's a sophomore backup quarterback, Anuski. There saw duty as the punter right up until now. It looks like from where the spot is, he's going to lose yardage. Losing about a yard and a half there. Good to see the Marble Newtown defense still playing strong, even with a big lead. Still have their heads in the game. Still being as consistent as they were earlier in the Not much more afternoon. you can ask for, but I think we should, we should ask for maybe an interception or a sack <laughs> just to put the icing on it. It's a handoff once again up the middle. Brian Kelly, number 50, making a stop there for Marble Newtown. Couldn't tell whether it was Mark Golick there once again. And in fact, it was Golick. For a second there, it could have been number 25, Mark Fullforth, but he is generally a blocking back for these uh, offensive sets. <laughs> Just as diminutive as Golick. Gain of four, third down and seven for the Raiders. Two wide receivers set to the far side. One to the near side. It's a rollout by Anuski. He's got Golik there at the 21-yard line, but he goes absolutely nowhere, not even close to this first down. Christiana making a stop right there, number 81. You already saw that, Chris, that the entire secondary was moving towards this near sideline here. I don't know where uh, Anuski or the ball carrier was thinking they were going to go. Yeah. Golik. 
But there, yeah. were, there were there were there were going to be no yards after the catch on that with five no, guys behind him. Golik had nowhere to go with that. Just kind of another play, just kind of getting it to someone. But then again, defense is swarming so well tonight that there's nowhere to go, even if you do get it to Golik. Lenoski back for the punt. Oh, he just barely gets it off, but it is a high spiral. It's going to come bouncing backwards again. It takes a Marple Newtown roll at the 38. So not even 20 yards on that punt. Yeah. And once again, a favorable backwards roll of five yards for the Tigers. So they will start in Raider territory with 6-11 remaining in this contest. Turf has really worked well for the uh, special teams of the Marble Newtown Tigers tonight. Basically, every bounce has gone their way, so you can't argue with that. Well, I did mention this at the outset to our fellow Archbishop Ryan broadcasters in the booth to our left, that uh, this turf is new. It doesn't have a lot of give, right. but you got to hit it in the right spots, and obviously uh, that's a clear hometown advantage tonight. Yeah. So Duffy alone set back. White comes into motion. It's a handoff up the middle to Duffy. Shakes off attack with the 35 across the 30. Does he get to the 25 or no? But still, he gets a Tigers first down. Bruce Cliff making a stop there, number 22. Duffy off like a lightning flash as Johnson sold the fake and roll out once again. Another 10 yards from Duffy at least. we got a first and 10 now again. They're giving him... About ten and a half there. Ball spotted in between the 27 and 28-yard lines. The Tigers working to the near sideline here, the right hash mark. Christiana in motion going all the way out now to the left. Diaguardi and Duffy in the backfield. Diaguardi's got it off tackle across the 25, near the 20. Looks like, looks like he's got six or seven there. Yeah, pretty much anyone you put in this backfield is just running at least five yards right now, and can't argue with that. The, the offensive line, I feel like, deserves a lot of credit tonight. They've pushed the ball real well, pushed the defensive line of Archbishop Bryant right off the ball, and really aiding the running backs. With the exception of, I could think, two plays, they have not been challenged at all. Right. This is something that I might point out, Chris. In my memory, with Catholic League football, specifically Archbishop Bryant football, never right. ever happened because on offense and defense, they had guys over six foot and over 230 pounds 15, 16, 17, 20 years ago who did the same thing. They just steer you wherever they want you to go. Yeah, yeah. Tides have changed. Well, you usually see this kind of size from Archbishop Bryan out of Father Judge, and there's been a little bit of a reversal in the Catholic League with Judge getting the big guys and uh, the better shake in the Catholic League red. And Archbishop Bryan now at the bottom of the pile. The third and five right now here for the Marble Newtown offense. Christiana split wide to the right now. Diaguardi and Kosarski in the backfield. It's a fake handoff up the middle, but Diaguardi does get it. Diaguardi with the carry right there. He's kind not, of getting upended by not, the, uh, number not, 31. Not really there. close. Yeah, Anthony Victor got him right there. I think he was trying to leap over that pile, right. but he only got two yards. So we'll see Adam Fender come on for what we presume, and I, I stress presume, will be his first field goal attempt of 2009. Yeah, with the way he's been kicking the extra points, you've got to feel pretty confident right here if you're a Marble Newtown fan. He's been knocking every extra point good for at least 20 yards after they go through the goal pipes. He has been impressive through his entire career. Johnson for the hold. Ball will be spotted at the 27-yard line, so a 37-yard attempt. 
to the left hash mark. The ball is spotted. The kick is away. It's got the distance. Got the distance. Great kick. And it is good. All that was left was the uh, to see whether or not that optical illusion was created for us on the right side to translate to the ball which sailed over the left goal post, and it was successful. So with 3.23 left in this game, Marple Newtown extends its lead to 31-0 thanks to a 37-yarder from Adam Fender. With that, we will take a quick break and return with the kickoff. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. 3.23 remaining in this fourth quarter. Marple Newtown with a 31-0 lead over the Raiders of Archbishop Bryan. And from right now, it looks like Archbishop Bryan will go down to at least its 11th consecutive defeat if you count from the beginning of last season. Marple Newtown also that much further away from its sixth consecutive win, counting the five in a row at the end of last season and getting this season off to a great start. Yeah, everything going well really right now for Marple Newtown. Adam Fender back with the kick at the 40-yard line. He puts plenty of leg into it. It's a high spiral. Going down to Murphy at the 8. Across the 10, across the 15, across the 20. He gets no further. Gregory in there. Matt Gregory making his second special teams play, number 28. He really hits that hole and hits the wedge hard and gets down there and makes a great sure tackle. Well done. Another one of those mighty mites that... uh, what they, what they don't have in size and experience, they make up for in brains and quickness and opportunism. It's excellent to see on this uh, special teams because we, now we have offense, defense, and this third unit working all in sync. Just looking down at the sidelines, Bob, there's a couple guys stretching out some cramps and stuff like that. And I mean, this game is obviously out of reach now with looking like a sure Marple Newtown victory. You just got to hope for these last three minutes that everyone stays healthy, everyone feels good, and gets on ready for next week. Well, it's next been a, it's very, a very typical early September humid night, and it's a fumble. fumble. Ball is on the turf, and Marple Newtown has recovered it. Anuski was, was under center there. And we'll see. Steve DiMaria making the recovery on the fumble right there. He's made a lot of good plays at that linebacker spot tonight. Linebacking core, I feel like I've been really impressed with tonight. They've always covered well. They've made good tackles. And then right there, pouncing on the ball. Really no, good job. It, it, strangely enough, it looked like number 22, Bruce Cliff, a receiver until now, put that ball right on the turf. Yeah, I think Archbishop Ryan just kind of trying everything. We saw earlier that uh, Cruz, the receiver, made a run play. Well, at, least he, at least he executed well. And he, yeah. he, he kept the ball. This is true. It, it, within his possession, it had positive yardage. This is true. But this time it did not work out so well as that snap appeared to be rushed a little bit. So now we have 3.11 remaining. Timeout on the field right now. Everyone just kind of relaxing, getting a quick water break, having a quick talk to with the coaches. Excellent game all around here as we see just very quickly. Time of possession has gone finally in Marple Newtown's favor. 24 minutes to 20.38. Now, before Archbishop Ryan held for the ball for the past couple minutes, the gap was a little bit wider. Ryan had the time of possession control throughout this contest just up until the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, just an overall dominance, and the coaches really have to be happy with what they saw tonight. Like we said, we've seen some of the preseason games. Marble Newtown looked good in the preseason. I'm sure the coaches were happy tonight, and it's good to see that it's carried over. And sometimes when you play an inferior team, sometimes you stoop down to their level, but Marble Newtown has not done that at all tonight. They've come out, dominated, and are going to go home with a real successful win. Oh, Chris, dare I say it, this defense seems Jim Johnson-esque. Yeah. At least through the first half. Bend but don't break. They allowed allowed the Raiders two excursions. Across midfield, but aside from penalties, we're right on point, right on the ball at every turn. Yeah, you just got to stay away from that Jim Johnson prevent that sometimes appeared. So this time, Billy Weaverling under center, handing it off to number 24, Ryan Schallenberger getting into the game. Right, we got some of the backups in the game now. So yeah, Kevin, it's, it's, I think it's fair to say that uh, Kevin Johnson's not going to be under center, and he may not return for defense. Yeah, should should uh, the Tigers hold on to the ball for the final 251 of this game? Yeah, you can actually see him sitting down over here on the bench talking to some of his teammates. He's got to be feel good about his performance tonight. He protected the ball well, moved him down the field, so you can't argue again with his performance. Excellent kickoff to a senior season. This is true. Weaverling once again under center. It's a handoff. This time to number 30. Goal look in there, number 27. Cimero Moat, the man who's got a little bit of a bad rap here from those who put together the the rosters, placing his first name last and last name first, but Cimero Moat it is. Once again for positive yardage. Yeah, even the back will be the ball in this Archbishop Ryan defense. The Archbishop Ryan defense probably just trying to get out of here at this point. Well, and even, even, with, even with no yardage, the offensive line is punishing Ryan's defensive line. So it just wears you out, and you just cannot compete with it. So Weaverling under center again. He fakes handoff, gets it out to Tom Antista, who tries to shake a tackle at the left hash mark and gets back to the 20-yard line. So fourth down, well within makeable field goal range, and that is exactly what's going to happen. The field goal unit is out on the field, 131. Yeah, I think we're going to see one last attempt here for Fender. This is basically just to give him a kick. Why not? You know what, why not, why not waste the rest of the time off the clock, take the five right. yards back. He can kick it. Yep. It'll, it'll uh, waste the remaining seconds as we tick down, 115. Yeah, timeout on the field right now. I believe it's a Red Raider timeout. Well, maybe for the defense there's a little bit of pride in here. Maybe they're just going to come with an all-out blitz yeah, to try right. to block this kick. But Adam Fender is not somebody who gets low-line drives the further out he goes. Yeah, no, he's kicking the ball solid all night. And I expect to see that. I mean, he was kicking it well in preseason, so I expect to see it the rest of the season. It's no fluke tonight. Well, he drilled, he drilled a 37-yarder in this fourth quarter for the lone points in the fourth quarter. Which would have probably been true from 47 50, yards. 50, I'd say 50 at yeah. least. Yeah, he's definitely looking like a Division One prospect. Clearly. Got to give some love to the kicker sometimes. Make or break a season. Exactly. Well, as we see with Miami and Florida State, it's the, it <laughs> yeah, forms right. the basis of a significant chunk of the rivalry. Yeah, Monday night. <laughs> a minute 16 left on the clock right here. So, with Johnson back out on the field for the hold. Ball is spotted at the 27-yard line again, so it will be a 37-yard line. And an identical placing towards the left hash mark. The snap is high, but Fender... Missed it. Missed it. Still wide left. For a second there, it looked like he would have possibly... It was definitely over the crossbar had it been yeah. a little straighter. 
But a high snap, it just messed up the timing a little bit. Fender just kind of squibbed it. It's hard to deal with when a high snap comes in like that. It kind of slows down the timing of everything. But uh, I wouldn't you know, be too I, worried about yeah, that. Yeah, I think it, yeah. once uh, they, they break down this snap uh, right. during game review, it's probably going to be the butt of some very uh, you know playfully sarcastic jokes. Right, right. But no reason to think Adam Fender wouldn't get that back. No, even with a high snap and a slow delivery, he's still got a solid boot on the ball. Yeah, so again, that was, uh, that, was that, that could have been good for an extra 10 yards. Yep. Minute 10 left in the game here. So the Raiders Brian get the ball the at the 20-yard line. Once more, the play is halted. Didn't see any flags come out of the backfield this missing time. Missing a so player, I believe. There we go. The missing man formation is missing a man no longer. Tom Antista, listed as a running back on offense, defensive back, sophomore, five foot seven, one fifty-five. Much of the starting defense out here too. Probably a lot of pride with this defense right now. Protect this shutout right here. Yeah, this it's, is a it's, great it's, way to start the season. It's going with the the smallish and speedish, as it were. It's a handoff to thirty-six for Kevin Newell. Kevin Newell, his first action of the game, five foot seven, one hundred forty-pound sophomore. So I'll tell you what, if it was really like this. For most of the game, there would have been no reason why I couldn't have played football at age 16, 17, because I was at least 5'7", 160 yeah, there you go. at that stage, sophomore, junior year. Were you in shape, though? Of course. What was your 40 time? Uh, uh, you can't think yeah, about right. it. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, right. My 40 what? 40 feet? You can't time a 40 with a sundial, right? <laughs> now, now I do a 4... Po- four <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can't even get it out. I do a 4 120. Uh, Nooski back. Back at quarterback. So Ryan Schellenberger on the tackle. Pretty much Dylan Cave is done for the night at quarterback. He's yeah, no. Uh, handed the reins over to Nooski. 14 seconds. Very minimal gain on that play. 10 seconds as the clock is just running down. So that's it. It doesn't that's look like Archbishop Ryan will get to the line of scrimmage. Four, three, two, one, and it is over. Very, very impressive. So a successful debut for Ray Junta's squad here in 2009 by a 31-0 count over the Raiders of Archbishop Bryan. And that's got to be a tough one for head coach Frank McArdle, new head coach Frank McArdle, trying to reverse the fortunes of an Archbishop Raiders squad, which was once mighty in the Catholic League. And I just can't help thinking back... About 364 days ago, we were here, and we saw the zero on the scoreboard, except it was in the wrong place, as Strathaven came in with a 36-0 defeat of Marvel Newtown, but who would know that better things were ahead? But this year, with a 31-0 victory right out of the gate, you got to think that there's not much really to, to say, not much you could really could be improved upon in terms of the big picture. From Marple Newtown. Yeah, going I mean, every, everything went well tonight. You just got to hope that we didn't miss an injury or anything like that. Everyone's healthy. Like I said, they dominated on offense, dominated on defense, controlled the ball. Good to see that they got the time of the possession back in their favor by the end of it. And then everything looked good. Special teams looked good. A couple little things that you got to clear up in practice, but nothing major, no, nothing substantial that you got to worry about and from our point of view right up here. So we will take one more quick break and be back with the full wrap up. Once again, Marple Newtown victorious. In the 2009 season and home opener by a count of 31 nothing. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. 
Only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, and always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, or for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr, or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, Back here live at Harry Harvey Stadium one final time. A very successful debut as the Marple Newtown Tigers open their 2009 slate with a 31-0 pasting of the Raiders of Archbishop Bryan. And for the recap, Chris, we were wondering coming into this game, we said this multiple times throughout the game, how would Kevin Johnson, the shepherd, the senior shepherd as quarterback of this young offense, perform with guys that basically had a whole season last year to sit and watch and now got their time to shine, and shine they did. Yeah, he looks like a real cool leader, a real calm and collective at the quarterback position, which is what you need. He really controlled the game at all points. At no points did he look flustered or out of control. He knew all the plays. There was no real offensive messes up. No messes up. No mess up, really, to be honest. Well, Johnson did like finish that. apparently 5 for 8 passing, 85 yards, one touchdown, no interception, and rushed unofficially for 21 yards on three carries. The game stats very quickly. 16 first downs for Marple Newtown to just five for Archbishop Ryan. We only believe one or none for Ryan in, in the second half right. because Marple Newtown spent almost the entire 24 minutes with the ball. Total yards of offense, Marple Newtown the advantage, 350 to 136. Yeah, Rushing really yardage, 265 to 55. This was the kind of victory where you almost might get a day off practice next week. And Mark Golick, Mark Golick for Archbishop Bryan, 52 of those 55 yards. Yeah, he was their best player by far. Penalties were a little bit of a problem. They ended five each. At one point, Archbishop Bryan had four to none for Marple Newtown, but paradoxically, again, Marple Newtown committed their five penalties in the second half while things were basically in hand. It didn't affect them like it did Archbishop Bryan. Just overall, a great performance. Good first game for Marble Newtown, a good first game for Steve and I to enjoy, too. Good and to be on the winning side. One final stat. Time of possession did end up in Marple Newtown's favor. A little over 26 minutes by Marple Newtown to a little under 22 for Archbishop Ryan. So once again, and also, let's say the special teams. Yeah. Overcoming that early muffed punt by Vince Christiana, who had a very solid game otherwise. The defense came in and picked them up very strongly. We saw Adam Fender miss the field goal at the end, but his extra points and field goals were very strong. Excellent coverage didn't allow Archbishop Ryan's returners much more than 10 yards after the catch. Billy Weaverling also showing fine form as he did at the end of the season with his punts. Yeah, I feel like the team showed a lot of character tonight, too. They had a chance to uh, kind of be in a hole when they muffed that punt, and the defense had to come back out and play another series, but... 
they were strong, they re reacted well, they recovered well, and they forced basically Archbishop Ryan to kind of go in the hole themselves. Well, Archbishop Ryan trying desperately to put a stop to this now from the start of last season, 11-game losing streak. They will open up league play at North Catholic at Frankfurt High School next Saturday, September 12th at 1 p.m., but more importantly, Marple Newtown Tigers, their next game next Friday night at Rival Springfield. And we will be with you three weeks from today when the Tigers return to Harvey Stadium on September 25th while hosting Conestoga. In between then, we have a Thursday night game at Pencrest on September 17th. And you can read more about this game and get coverage of the entire 2009 season provided by Chris McSweeney and Steve Scolari, who will write on eyeofthetigersblog.com. So for engineer, producer, color commentator Chris McSweeney, engineer, producer, and color commentator Steve Scolari, our statistician Sam Snyderman, game clock operator Bill Petrellis, head football coach Ray Gionta, assistant principal and athletic director Dennis Reardon, and of course, as always, executive producer Jim Alsman. Big ups. We say thank you for listening for this successful debut of this 2009 Marple Newtown Football Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Our next podcast from Harry Harvey Stadium will be presented on Friday, September 25th, when the Marple Newtown Tigers play host to the pioneers of Conestoga High School. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Next week, the Tigers will travel to Springfield High School for a 7 p.m. kickoff on Friday, September 11th in Springfield, Pennsylvania. Coverage of that game will be provided by Chris McSweeney and Steve Scolari of the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Until then, for Chris McSweeney, Steve Scolari, and Bob Herpin, I'm Jim Alsman, wishing you a great weekend from Harry Harvey Stadium, and go Tigers! We do as we please.